The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, it's Chris Jericho. You're listening to the Rough House Podcast featuring the sexiest beast in all of Maryland and surrounding areas, the illustrious Chris. And Marty. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and Hispanic people too and all people. And fucking laptop. Hi, everybody. Hey, people. <laughs> Rough House Podcast coming at you on this lovely Mother's Day. Yeah. At least when we're recording it, you're probably listening to it at a different point in time. Yeah, in the future. Yeah. You're in the yes. future, and it's a better day. So, <laughs> cheers, cheers to you guys. Uh, it's it's all good, buddy. Well, at least it, it, it's potentially all good. It's not good in professional wrestling. I mean, yeah, it's a shit sandwich. Yeah, uh, everything's bad. Uh, everything's not good. Uh, there was a Raw. There was a SmackDown. You know what? I, I could wrap up the show in 10 minutes. Raw and SmackDown happened. Uh, they weren't very good. Uh, there's a new rule that doesn't make any sense. Silver King's dead. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much hit the headlines of the week right there. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's that's the majority of it. Hey, listen, yeah. you know it's. Uh, we said that this year was going to be an interesting year, and mm-hmm. it's turned out to be true. Maybe not for the reasons we were expecting. Um, you know, a lot of stuff was happening um, to get us excited for for pro wrestling, and you know. Uh, some things have happened to make us now not excited, and really. I mean, you know, as we went into great detail on last week, it begins and ends with Vince McMahon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's certainly been a year of high highs and low lows. And uh, those low lows are definitely felt on the rating chart for the WWE right now as, yes, they did get more people this week. It did work out in that regard. But uh Still record lows. I, I think it was like the 18th lowest raw ever, something yeah. like that. Um, and the big shot in the arm, the big thing that's supposed to make everyone excited and happy and ready and raring to go into this new era of professional wrestling is the wild card rule. Yeah. So, and okay. So, networks not being happy with the ratings yes um, yes so you know fox 
wasn't happy that um, what was Fox not happy about? Uh, 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 Fox wasn't happy about the ratings continuing to drop on mm -hmm. the way to a five hundred million dollar cash cow, right? NBC Universal not happy about the ratings, but also going, wait a minute, ratings are tanking. Why are you taking Roman Reigns, your big guy, right, and putting him on the out. other show, on the other brand that we're losing? Sure. So, and you know, both uh, networks slash conglomerates have valid points in that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But you know, and Vince McMahon's response to that was a very fly by the seat of your pants sort of uh wild card rule so he yes. comes out at the beginning of raw and says that three people uh from each show can switch to the other show but then it ended up being like five or six people yeah showed up and then the, if i were to explain everything that was wrong with the opening of raw i would look like charlie day uh, on, on it's always sunny when he's doing the Pepe Sylvia bit. I would just have strings of yarn. I mean, from Roman Reigns tweeting over the weekend prior that he was coming to Raw to settle some unfinished business. No idea what that was. What the, yeah, yeah. To <laughs> Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan being at Raw for reasons not determined. Right. To the wild card rule being invented live in the ring at least in kayfabe right uh we hope that's not true in the case of the actual show but who the hell knows at this point um and it, it was three people from the other show could come on to the other show so three people from smackdown could be on raw right three people from raw could be on smackdown uh okay cool then we had a fourth in Lars Sullivan, mm -hmm. we had a fifth in Elias, and I guess a sixth in Shane McMahon because yep. that's not really clear because he was also on the pre wild card Raw because he's got a feud with the Miz. I don't know. All I know is four people now are allowed, and per WWE.com, it's a situation where the people who run the shows, which by the way, we don't know who they are anymore. It, it used to be very clear. Okay, Kurt Angle runs Raw. Mm -hmm. Paige runs SmackDown with Shane McMahon. Right. All right. Cool. Fine. Uh, then all the McMahons took over the shows again, and then we were running the show. The fans. No. The WWE nope. universe. Nope. Uh, I guess the McMahons <laughs> are running the show, but it's explained that the idea is for people... Um, you have to be invited by the other show to do so. This is literally how it was described on WWE.com. Um, and the people who don't count are Becky Lynch because she has two titles and the women's tag champions because that's a traveling belt. Right. Uh, anyone else who comes over from the other show is subject to fines and suspensions. Mm -hmm. Okay. I guess Elias got fined or suspended. Yeah. Um, wasn't addressed on Tuesday, so we don't know. No, wasn't addressed on Tuesday. And also, uh, I'm trying to remember who all popped up from Raw on SmackDown. I know the Usos did. Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. Uh, was there anyone else or was it just them? I can't recall I if there's remember. anybody else. But nevertheless, they were treated as if it was like this unfortunate surprise. To which I go, aren't they invited isn't that the the kayfabe explanation like i know professional is fake i know it's not real but we had logic 
even pro wrestling logic things right. that 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 don't make sense become sensical in the world of professional wrestling when a guy grabs your arm you continue to run in the ropes and you bounce back and rebound at them that that doesn't make sense logically but in professional wrestling right. people can be power bombed unless they are billy kidman again doesn't make sense but it happens <laughs> every single time there's these weird bits of logic that we as professional wrestling fans have to grasp a hold on because they're the only things that make any of it make sense they they are the rules they're the box that contains yeah, the square universe rules yes and they just don't exist anymore no and th that opening segment of raw is in, in a microcosm everything that's wrong with wwe right now you have them relying on the old tropes of the promo train that is just long and doesn't really help anybody you have you know starting off with a mcmahon authority figure yep. which has been the case for the past 20 some years and really never has worked since austin uh was the foil to mcmahon mm -hmm. you've got the 20 plus minute segment as is just that taking up you know almost a sixth of your show of your wrestling show and i get it's mm -hmm. sports entertainment okay i understand what you're doing here um but you know i would like a little more sports in my sports entertainment sure. um there's an I'm, I'm i've tried all weekend to try and figure out what what the root problem is and 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 what can be fixed and you know, I, I I haven't been able to come up with a concrete answer. And if so, I guess I'd be employed by WWE at this point. Um, but it's just there's nothing happening on those shows that A, we haven't seen before, or B, grabs my attention enough to make me want to sit through three hours of it. Yeah. Um, and that's I guess that's kind of the bottom line is, you know, we don't. And I was talking with uh, with my buddy Mark about this the other night. We don't know people's characters. What? Let me ask you this: What's Seth Rollins' character? He's the man. Wait, no, that he's not no, the man. No, 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 he's not. He is the Universal Champion. That that is correct. But that's just a title that he wears. What? Who is Seth Rollins? He's Seth freaking Rollins. Okay, all right, okay. But wh who is Seth freaking Rollins? Burn it down. <laughs> exactly. Right. They're, these people have, you know, no. And obviously there are some exceptions. You know, Bray Wyatt obviously has a character that he's portraying mm -hmm. in this Firefly Funhouse thing that we've yet to see him in person do anything yet. So that's starting to already worry me that they don't have an idea of how to translate this into the ring. Yep. Um, you know. I guess Brock Lesnar's character is, you know, the big shit shithead monster. And he's the final boss who's going to punch you in the face and suplex you into oblivion. Okay. That's an established character. Becky Lynch, the man, you know, this badass chick who she at least has a little bit of a character, mm -hmm. but you know, the Viking Raiders, I, I mean, they're Vikings, they're Raiders, they're, they're LARPers, they're, they're LARPers, they're fucking Martians. What, what? What what, yeah, what are what I, are they aside from some guys in some weird uh, helmets and face paint and 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 toga y sort of things? I I don't know. Daniel Bryan established character. Yeah, you know Th there are some, but you know, and those people who have the characters are the people for the most part that we're invested in. Mm -hmm. So as much as I love Seth Rollins as a performer, 
I'm I, I, I there's nothing really to hold on to because aside from being universal champion, the guy has nothing else going on right now. I don't know if necessarily that's a terrible thing. I mean, I want him to have something going on. I think the idea of him versus AJ at, at uh, Money in the Bank right now sounds really good. Then again, when you decide, okay, the way we're going to build this is have AJ and Seth Rollins be a team for one night only against duo of Baron Corbin. Yeah, already asleep. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, uh, yeah, that, that's 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 what we needed after a half hour of people talking. By the way, Baron right. Corbin. Uh, and again, I don't hate Baron Corbin, but you've told me on television constantly he's worthless and not worth my time. So. Right. Why are we doing this? Um, if you look at NXT, there's a lot of guys who don't have characters. They have character-ish, like Johnny Gargano's an underdog, but beyond that, who is he? Uh, Matt Riddle, okay, he's bro-ish, but again, he's just a guy. There's a lot of people that come up through that that are just a guy. The reason why we get invested in them is because the show isn't about characters. The show is about Sports entertainment, capital sports, lowercase entertainment. I think the problem with Raw is they focus on the inverse, lowercase sports, capital entertainment. And they now have this generation of guys coming up that aren't really built for that. And they aren't signing guys who do that. It, it, the, the crew coming up from each class of NXT is not, for the most part, designed to do 20 minute promos or shitty backstage comedy or any of that. They are designed to put on great matches and have you invested in their wins and losses. But we have a product that tells us on a week in week out basis, those things don't matter. And it's, it's sad, but I, I like you are, I'm sitting there going, how, how is this get fixed? What's the magic bullet? I don't think there is one. I, I, I think it requires stripping back all the artifice and rolling it back to welcome to Monday Night Raw. Tonight, here are your matches. And then they just give us good matches. I mean, people stuck around, although not as many as should have. People stuck around for Daniel Bryan against Kofi Kingston. That match was fucking great. Yeah. Drew McIntyre and... Roman Reigns, although both guys, I could give a fuck about them having another match. They had a good match. If you tell me that's what the show's going to be every week, I will watch that. And considering the competition they have waiting in the wings, there's going to be a product that looks to be focusing on that exact idea. You want to see professional wrestlers wrestle professionally. And... That's what it looks like AEW is is trending towards. If it works, good news, WWE. You have a bunch of guys who can work that style immediately. Yeah. But it's not an overnight thing. You're not going to be able to just go, well, now because we have this wild card rule, everything's fine. No, you basically have just told me now the past two weeks of shows didn't count and we're just going back to normal. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's that constant um, on the fly sort of change and, and lack of continuity, lack of, you know, paying um, respects to what's happened in the past, which I guess is kind of the same thing as continuity and the lack of, of forward thinking that is really 
hurting the product and and our investment in these characters and performers. You know, so I try to think of what what I like about New Japan wrestling, and it's the obviously the style of wrestling mm-hmm. um, is is unique in its own in its own way. Um, but you know, to look at a card top to bottom, there are a lot of tag matches. Um, and you know, just like we get on raw, can they, you know, but it's not, you know, can, uh, can dragon Lee and, and Taji Ishimori exist in a tag team against Liger and Osprey? Cause it makes no sense. Right. It's, it's, you know, um, dragon Lee and two other people against Ishimori and two other people, right. you know, the, right. the feuds are, are kept separate and, you know, everybody's kind of not everybody, but a lot of people are kind of uh, associated even loosely with some sort of stable. Yeah. Um, and it's not to the point where everybody from the stable comes down to the ring to support them. They're off doing their own thing a lot of times and, and it works. It works for new Japan really well. A lot of things. Another thing that they do often is tournaments. And those, those are always um, engaging because one it makes you realize and accept that wins and losses matter, at least in mm-hmm. this occasion, mm-hmm. because if you're out, then, you know, if you lose either it's a single elimination tournament, you're out, or it's, you know, like the, the round Robin tournaments where it's, it's point value based. So that yeah. that's fine too. But either way, it gets you a little bit more invested in the matches, even if it is a match that we've seen a couple times before. So I'm not saying copy everything that new Japan is doing. I'm just saying that there are, you know, there are ways out there to make it more um, engaging and entertaining aside Mm -hmm. from, you know, an authority figure coming out and cutting a long winded promo with five other people's music and interests and promos hitting that takes up a half hour of the show. And then at the end of that half hour, you're like, Jesus Christ, there's still two and a half hours of wrestling. I got to get through. And it's not, you know, the, the matches that that person sets up is, is it's like, okay, that could be great, but I'm fucking burnt out listening to you guys talk for a half hour. Yeah, the, the the turn of phrase there is incredibly key. There's still two and a half hours I have to get through. Yeah. The fact that right now, WWE, if you look at the ratings, they are strictly getting the views of the hardcores. Yeah. The product is not hot. You aren't walking down the street and seeing people in Becky Lynch, the man t-shirts or Seth freaking Rollins t-shirts or Roman Reigns t-shirts. Even a few years ago, you still had that. You'd see John Cena merch in random places. Now you can't see it. The thing is, though, they have such incredible talent. I know. And they have the greatest roster they've ever had. And what they could do is, is cater to that hardcore. And yes, maybe that would ostracize some degree of the external possible fandom, but it was the basics that got them to the dance in the first place. Yeah. Why aren't they sitting there and going, you know, what's a great thing to bring back right now? King of the ring. Right. Why don't they sit there and go, we have four notable brands, five, if you count two Oh five live. So we have NXT UK NXT SmackDown raw. You can do a 32 man tournament. Yeah. And spread it among the shows. That way you want to watch all the shows. That way you want to watch the live uh live special or pay-per-view to see how it pays off. 
there's no reason why these things, which are very simple to do, literally you pick the guys, you pick winners, and then you pick the next week. Like it, it, it books itself. And I, I don't say that to take away from what I'm sure is based on the hours. I understand they work monumental effort of the writing team. I don't want to shit on someone else's effort, but it's like you are being willfully obtuse to what has worked. Yeah. And I'm not going to put it all on the writing staff yeah, because I'm fairly certain that the creative team, you know, the majority of them come up with really good, exciting ideas. But mm-hmm. however, every idea has to get siphoned through a, uh, a 73 year old man who's growing more and more senile and completely out of touch by the day um, yes. to the point where we get one of the greatest tag teams of the past decade and a half scooting their butts on the canvas on Monday night raw because of Usi hot, which is a stupid, not funny, icy hot ripoff with another one of the greatest tag teams of the past 10 years resulting in terrible comedy. Instead of just letting these two outstanding tag teams go out there and do an outstanding tag team match. Why, yeah. why, yeah. why, why is it, why, why is he, why are you making him, you know, flap his butt around on the stage and, you know, the whole revival getting back and devaluing thing we discussed last week. And it's, it's shitty and it's a terrible business practice and it does not make WWE look good. Um, but you know, it, that's, that's, I guess the business, uh, but at a certain point, when does that not become the business? When can the business evolve above? Oh, you don't want to work for me? Well, fuck you! I'm going to add an extra three months to your uh, to your contract, so you can't go anywhere, and I'm going to you know bury you on TV, uh, make you do embarrassing shit, so nobody wants you. Well, guess what, fuckwad? It's making me hate you more and making me want to see them more elsewhere. So whenever that time does come, I'm going to fucking remember it. And if it comes up against one of your shows, I'm going to be like, no, fuck you! I'm going to go see the guys that. Uh, that are really good at wrestling yeah yeah you know chris i i think really what we got to do is recognize wwe although entertainment is a sport and it, they do it the same way in the nhl the nba the mlb all these when guys are looking to leave teams we know what they always do they put them out there in dumb outfits and just embarrass them in front of yeah. thousands of people thousands watching at home it's what they do this is how Sports. I mean, I know when I put in two weeks at my last job, they made me bump around and complain about how much my balls hurt. Like yeah. this is just standard protocol. Yeah. When Manny Machado was looking to to get traded, you know, you had the Oriole bird come up from behind him, pants him, and then stick a yeah. thumb up his ass, right? On yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what happens. It's yeah. Sports. R- remember, right on the 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 big video screen in Oriole Park in Camden Yard, it just said Manny has a tiny dong. Like, yeah. I mean, that's what you do. That's what you do. Yeah. Remember when LeBron James wanted to leave Cleveland the first time? Yeah. And 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 they uh, you know, they 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 threw him on a trampoline, so he went face first into the into the basket. Yeah, yeah. It's, that sports that, that was so great. And, and and it completely justified the millions of dollars they were spending on them in the meantime. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah it, it made perfect sense. It, it was it was a valuable investment and maybe continue to be interested in what these sociopaths want to do. Wait, no, that's not how any of this works. That's not how any of this works anywhere. And it's just the insane machinations of a a septuagenarian that needs to just be put out of his misery. I can't wait for the XFL to start. I know. I can't wait (laughs) because 
there's two ways this is going to go. Way number one, and I think it's the way we all hope, is Vince is going to go hardcore into this and say, we're on ABC, we're on ESPN, and we're not getting paid anything, but we're on these no. shows. And he's going to devote all of his free time and go, Hunter, Steph, Shane, you guys have this. You guys, well, I mean, Shane doesn't really right. do anything, but you know what I mean. He jumped you guys, things. That's what he Right, exactly. You guys have this. Go out there. Handle the show. I'm going to take care of the XFL. And for the next three years, he's going to focus because he's spending $100 million a year to mm -hmm. fund a football league that no one wanted the first time around, let alone the second. The other side of this, and I'm beginning to think this is more likely, and I'm starting to envision the positive side of the massive negative this is going to be, he's going to burn the candle at both ends. Yeah. Raw will be rewritten while the show happens, which probably happens now. We will start being able to audibly hear because of the distance between the ear cup and the mouthpiece. Vince yelling obscenities at the commentators, trying to get them to talk about the changes in the show live on air. If Matthew thought he had a lot before for Botchamania, this show's going to go completely off the fucking rails, and I can't wait. There's an XFL game scheduled on the day of next WrestleMania. <laughs> I didn't realize this. I'm, I'm pretty sure because they're launching in 2020 in February, and it's going to be, uh, I think, a late February or early March launch. Yeah. And it's a 10-week yeah. season. Yeah. If, if not on Mania, it'll be the week of Mania. Can't wait to see how that goes. Well, there's going to be multiple games the weekend of Mania. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, my God. Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, because he doesn't. He obviously doesn't want to go against the NFL because he'll get trounced. Yeah, no, no, no. You do it after the NFL, after the Super Bowl. Uh, but you know that goes right through their Super Bowl season, as in WrestleMania season. So mm -hmm. that's going to be real interesting next year uh, in Tampa. Let's see how everything everything comes along. And but, and I will say it's it's not just Vince though. Oh it's, yeah, it's institutionalized with his yes men. Your P.S. Hayes's, your fucking uh, Kevin Dunn's, mm -hmm. these people that, uh, you know, have been there for all Bruce these years. Bruce Pritchard getting dug back up and put back yeah. into a prominent role. Yeah. Probably just to help offset the lack of Vincent's insanity that may come due to the XFL. Possibly. Yeah. And, you know, Bruce, you know, is highly regarded, I guess, amongst a lot of wrestling fans for reasons. Um I don't his, brother, know. his brother loved to me. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all I got. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's just, you know, I, I, I do a trivia game on Tuesdays and on Tuesday nights, mm -hmm. I always ask the bartender to throw SmackDown on one of the TVs. So I at least can kind of see what's going on. And, you know, before, you know, a couple of years ago, it was like, oh, yeah, you know, the, the guys are going to come out. They're going to do some flips and doodles, throw some pancakes, whatever. And I had a lot I had a, a much easier time kind of explaining to a non fan what was happening. Mm -hmm. And now it's not a fun time trying to trying to explain what's happening uh, or what's not happening and 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 shit like that. And it's just it's. It's sucking my will to enjoy pro wrestling. Uh, I'm with you. There, there have been times over this very weekend where I've gone, I spend $10 a month on the WWE network. 
why don't I spend that on literally anything, anything else? else? <laughs> I mean, I could I could watch other pro wrestling. I've really yep. been wanting to get back into Dragon Gate. They've got a streaming service. Ten bucks right there. Mm -hmm. I'd be good. I could buy another New Japan account just for shits and giggles. <laughs> I mean, there's there's all these things that I could sit there and go, you know what? Well, hell, I might have to buy, if rumors are true, a fucking Bleacher Report live account uh, sometime next week. We'll see how that pans out. We'll talk about that in a minute or five. Uh it just I don't I don't know why. And then when I sit there and I look at okay, they got past week one of the wild card. Right. They've had time to prep. They're gonna be able to figure out how to stick a landing. Mm -hmm. Scheduled for this week's Monday Night Raw is Chris, you're not gonna believe it. Oh, well, let me guess. Baron Corbin headlines. Well, four competitors who are part of a multi-man match at the pay-per-view will be in one-on-one -on -one matches. Four other competitors, part of a multi-woman match, will be part of a four-way match. Okay. There's going to be an in-ring segment where one of the wrestlers hosts a talk show and it will feature a prominent appearance by another high-level professional wow. wrestler. Shockingly fresh. Yeah. Yeah. This is literally every uncharted week? territory it's, it's every week it's never been done chris no 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 it's completely fresh it's anything could happen in the world wrestling federation and we're seeing it here on monday night raw they should be happy that there's not anything going up against monday night raw wrestling wise right now oh yeah because l literally <laughs> anything else uh, i you know what if I if I were home on a Monday night if and impact it, it, came back right now, I was just going to say that <laughs> if impact was doing a, a show live against Monday Night Raw with the roster that impact has now. And at least they have a little bit of momentum and telling some decent storylines. I'm checking out fucking impact me. I'm yeah. saying that I'm going to watch impact overall. If you know, obviously the timing in my life uh, allowed that to happen. Hypothetically speaking, that is yeah. my, that is a choice I would make right now. Right. Right. Which uh, I never thought I'd say those words. Yeah. And, and, and that's where we're at. And, and what a time it is to be all elite wrestling. Uh, word broke this week from the trades. So uh, it's not some random guy on the internet with a few thousand Twitter followers just putting it out there. Therap.com, actually a well-regarded source on par with, say, your varieties or deadlines if you follow movie stuff. Uh, they have said that AEW will be at the Turner Upfronts this week. Upfronts are where all the networks present to advertisers what they're going to be premiering in the fall schedule or the forthcoming year schedule. Uh, and all Elite Wrestling will be on Turner Networks. And it's going to be uh, official as of this Wednesday. That's when Turner's announcement's going to be, weirdly enough, at Madison Square Garden. How about, How about that? that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, there they are. So, you know what? I'm 
I hope it is a hundred percent confirmed. Um, all all points are uh, are leading towards Tuesday night dynamite or a Tuesday night show being it. Mm-hmm. Um, so which is smart because it probably won't start until SmackDown switches to Fridays on on uh, the Fox network. So yep. there'll be a void for pro wrestling on Tuesdays, which they will happily scoop up to you know the millions and millions of basic cable subscribers across the uh, the country. They also announced they officially announced that Double or Nothing is going to be shown on ITV in the UK, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. a, uh, a good big deal for them over there, um, including the buy-in show, I think they're calling it, the pre-show. Yes. With, uh, over-budget uh, Battle Royal. Yeah, buy-in is the pre-show. It's got the over-budget royal, uh, Battle Royal, excuse me, uh, and uh, Kip Sabin uh, against Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Um, that That's both going to be on there. And to, to give an idea of... Uh, what itv is itv is uh it's not your bbc's but it is second tier it's almost as if they were on fox uh because you know it's it's not one of the core networks but it is uh, well enough uh, but it's gonna be itv pay-per-view and itv4 is where the uh the pre-show is going to be aired um i when i was in the uk a few years ago ITV4 is just one of the basic channels you got in your hotel room. So yep. it's it's of a certain level of prominence. That's where World of Sport was running on. And it actually drew better ratings than WWE does in the UK on Sky Sports. So uh, definitely interesting. And and that's the first announced deal. Yep. Um, the pay-per-view is also going to be on Fight TV in countries that aren't the UK or the US. Right. Yeah, they haven't announced uh, specifics on uh, on how we can watch Double or Nothing. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's going to be a pay per view option, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. The the pay per view uh, option has popped up on uh, a few different like in demand and Direct TV and that sort of thing. But it sounds like the prominent way to get it is going to be if rumors are true, uh, Bleacher Report Live, which is Turner Sports Streaming Network. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that means the AEW show proper will also be available on it. And something that will be worth noting is later this year, Turner being part of the big Warner Media conglomerate, mm-hmm. that may be put into the big Warner Media streaming service, which is supposed mm-hmm. to be encompassing not just uh, Bleach Report, but also HBO, the Criterion Channel, and a few other services that they currently have running all in one because they want to okay. compete with Disney plus. Well, I mean, I'm paying 15 bucks right now for HBO now. So mm-hmm. if you toss in, um, you know, that AEW show, whatever it is, and the criterion channel for another five bucks, I'm fucking there. Oh yeah. You tell me 20 or 25 bucks for that combination. I, I see no reason not to get it. Yeah. Uh, I do know that bleach report live had some issues. They ran some golf game. Uh, I, I, I know nothing about golf. I, yeah, I, I know nothing about golf, but it was some prominent golf game within the past, I don't know, six months or so. And, uh, it was the, the yeah, it, it was, it was not the masters. It was like a one-off like Jack Nicholas and somebody else. Um, anyway, uh, debaters. It, it was, it was a massive disaster. Uh, they refunded everyone and gave everyone free access to watch it. Oh, so, uh, we'll see what happens with double or nothing, but Hey, that even if that happens, not their fault, that's Turner. And fact is we will have professional wrestling 
on a Turner network for the first time in 18 years. Yeah, it was in 2001. Yeah, goddamn. And um, they're also keep signing people so yeah. uh two of my faves from lucha underground uh and, yeah. and jack evans uh signing with aew so always excited to see those guys um some high flying jack evans jack evans is a great great mm-hmm. worker he's a great dickhead character mm-hmm. um you know he'll, he'll do his flips and doodles his good striking ability in helico really like um uh a lanky, really athletic guy does some crazy high spots. If you're unaware, um, he was a guy who used to jump off of really high things in the Lucha Underground Temple that you've probably seen some gifts of over the course of the years. So, you know, he finished Lucha with Lucha Underground and then moved to the UK, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to yeah. Uh, to work in Europe full time. But then I guess uh, I guess AEW, you know, rolled up with some money. It was like, hey, come on back and. He did so happy yeah. to see him and Jack Evans uh, land somewhere here. I'm, I'm happy because a lot of my Lucha Underground faves because uh, Lucha Underground is all the dead at this point. Uh, you know, is really I'm, I'm not holding on to anything to happen. So you know, tis what it is. But people are getting booked and uh, getting out of their ridiculous contracts and and moving on. So good for them. I just want to point out for the regular listeners of the program, you said Lucha Underground was dead, and I could have made a really tasteless transition. And I'm not going to. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I and Helico and Jack Evans getting signed is incredibly smart. They I, I said this when the Helico news came out. Um, they really personify the type of talent that AEW uh, should be signing. Um, they are the the type of workers that have had a level of exposure but they haven't necessarily flunked out of impact in the WWE and that sort of thing. And they are exciting and they present a style of wrestling that we don't see a lot on television. Um, So I I think they're, they're really, really great gets for both. And uh, another get that they had this week, which I'm really excited to see was they signed uh, Jerry Lynn to be a coach. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Which considering a lot of their roster has never worked TV before. Uh, I think it's really clever to bring in a guy of his uh, of his track record and his caliber to help show guys the ropes. I don't think we're going to be seeing Jerry Lynn doing cradle pile drivers again in the ring or anything. I think it's going to be primarily a backstage role. Um, but to have him be that that veteran hand to show guys what to do, how to do it, and really best present themselves, uh, I, I think it's a great get. Yeah, no, agreed 100%. And speaking of uh, Lucha Underground guys signing elsewhere, Willie Mack signed a time deal with Impact. So, uh, you know, apparently NWA not very happy about that. Um, But dude's got to make his money somewhere. So he he, he took the deal. Um, So, yeah, that was another Lucha uh, outcast gone uh, gone and signed elsewhere. Something kind of interesting, speaking about the the whole Lucha Underground contract issues and all that, is the question mark of Jeff Cobb. Yeah, Jeff Cobb, uh, post Lucha Underground, had been pretty prominent, prominently seen in both Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, of course, we got to see him have that amazing match with Will Ospreay at the Garden. But uh, over the past week, he has dropped both the Never title in New Japan and the Ring of Honor TV title in Ring of Honor. Same time, all of this lawsuit mess is happening with him. It makes me a little worried that we might not be seeing Jeff Cobb uh, in either one of those promotions for a little while. 
Yeah, because apparently he thought that he was uh, he 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 was told that he was out of his deal because they killed the character off and all this sort of thing. So he went and signed with Ring of Honor. But then apparently they're getting C and Ds or something from uh from the Lucha whatever company that owned uh, and operated yeah. Lucha Underground there. So yeah, no, it's a it's it's an unfortunate sort of uh turn of events and circumstance here because the dude is super talented and you know was getting a really good push in in both organizations. So if that it's coming back to haunt him that's again still not a good look on lucha but it's really sucks for the competitor speaking of things coming back to haunt people uh another big story this week was hey i'm not doing that okay all right lars sullivan god damn <laughs> lars sullivan sorry. sorry i didn't give you the benefit of the doubt there <laughs> i'm gonna have some tact man i'm gonna have some tact we glossed we glossed over that story at the top <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna have tact. Ooh. Lars Sullivan bounced back to WWE. Uh, there had been some scuttlebutt and that sort of thing about Lars Sullivan's um, online exploits before going into <laughs> WWE. Prominent poster on the bodybuilding.com forums, mm. and uh, bits had popped up over the past few months on Twitter and that sort of thing. Uh, but someone came to Reddit this week with the receipts. Uh, just a massive thread uh, detailing with screenshots, quotes, links, everything. Uh, Lars uh, talking shit about his fellow co-workers before they were his co-workers, of course, uh, saying some incredibly incendiary things about race, gender, uh, sexual interests, uh, made some tasteful rape jokes um <laughs> yeah because that's not an oxymoron yeah uh just basically and 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 i get it that's that forum in particular is just you know full of the salt of the earth so uh you know really high quality posting over there but uh basically showed us that lars if nothing else was at best a really bad internet troll at worst a terrible human being and um, it's going to be very interesting to see how the locker room responds to this. Uh, I know Biggie tweeted something earlier this week in response to someone saying that they were all quite aware of yeah. who he was. Um, I don't know how that's going to go. I know the European tours, which are on right now, always have some degree of shenaniganry happening. Mm -hmm. uh, this is where Enzo got kicked off of buses and, Big Cass got chewed out for his apparently undying love for our current president. All these different things. Um, I don't know how this is going to work out for Lars over the next week or so. Well, if Vince has his say, he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Future Universal Champion Lars Sullivan right there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, and I've gone back and forth on this. Do we need a Lars Sullivan? You know, do we do we in in this age of of pro wrestling do we need the the big monster like that? I mean, I guess you need a couple of them. Uh, but he's certainly them. far less imposing now that he's on the main roster and he's surrounded by bigger guys. Yeah, he stood up next to our truth, and truth was about the same height. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh. Okay, well then, you're just a you know a top heavy uh, wide boy. You're not a. Uh, <laughs> You're not like that, you know, him versus like Johnny Gargano. You're like, okay, David Goliath sort of thing. Mm -hmm, but, mm -hmm. you know, next to a normal sized WWE performer, yeah. you know, 
it's not not super uh not super scary right now and he's not doing yeah. his intro his intro was the coolest thing about him with the mm-hmm. uh, you know just the spotlight and then you see a silhouette that was and the music that was like the coolest thing about him now it's like oh uh, a wild lars sullivan appeared and he's gonna fucking uh lager bomb somebody great <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I say all this, and there's there's still in the back of my head a part that's gonna go. There's your money in the bank winner. <laughs> he, he is. He oh, is. See, I, I don't even know the fucking competitors right now. Yeah. It doesn't matter because Randy Orton's probably gonna win. Because fuck us. Yeah, I know. Uh, you, us. You, you give us a, a great Andrade oddly match, and it turns out, oh no, it's just to build to Randy Orton being Randy Orton. I, yeah. I I got nothing else beyond cool, that. cool, yeah. great. Yeah, awesome. it, it really says something that there are five hours of WWE television at least per week, um, just on the main roster product, not yeah. including the other three hours between NXT, NXT UK, and two hundred five live. Good NXT this week, by the way. Agreed. Um, yeah, Adam Cole and Matt Riddle was really good. It, it says a lot that there's all of that and the most wonderful bit of storytelling i've seen from the wwe this week has been big e wanting to fuck becky lynch's mom it's it was giving me life towards the end of the week it was his it helped me yeah Yeah. between recreating the wolverine meme and becky asking if she's gonna be becky langston i mean ah just and becky leaning in talking about you know text her on her burner phone like come on that's some that's some solace becky was up to it today as when on sunday as well uh tweeting with edge back and forth Mm -hmm. Um, and then beth phoenix got involved and then uh all but confirming the the relationship to be true becky tags seth rollins so maybe that's seth rollins character the luckiest man on earth cheers to you colton Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Way to upgrade from the Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are levels of upgrading from Nazi, but he really went. Yeah, from, exactly. Exactly. Like, he, he went from from the pits to the highest peaks right there. You know, right. Right. Yeah. Like Lord. yeah left the building a single bound right there. Full on Superman shit. Well, bravo. You know, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Cheers. This beer's for you. <laughs> um. So. I will now transition into this uh, in in the hours uh, uh, late Saturday into Sunday. A uh, word came uh, from the UK, very unfortunate word, uh, as uh, Luchador Silver King passed away. And he didn't just pass away like we're so accustomed to with professional wrestlers. Uh, he passed away in the ring, uh, which is truly unfortunate. Um uh, basically, he was part of a tour of luchadors that were performing in London. Uh, they were doing two shows on Saturday, one in the afternoon, one in the evening show. He's paired in a match uh, against uh, Juventud Guerrera. And uh, basically, it sounds like, and it's, this is how it's being reported, at least in, in uh, the news in Mexico, that he had a combination of a stroke and a heart attack oh, in ring. Um truly heartbreaking there's footage out there i cannot recommend enough that you don't watch it it's yeah it's just a massive bummer um at least for me silver king i remember two ways one being one of the parade of luchadors that popped up in wcw uh and uh i've watched some of his stuff in new japan on tape and then of course he was the villain ramses in nacho libre 
uh, a movie that I have an unabashed love for. Um, so it's really sad to hear a about his passing, but b in uh, such a tragic way. Uh, so uh, thoughts from the rough house to his friends, family, and fans. That's that's some awful, awful shit. Yeah, any any time you know a wrestler dies, it sucks. When it happens in the ring, you know, because you you know there's going to be new stories about you know the the mortality rate of wrestlers and how dangerous it is and stuff. Right, like right. You know, as they always find a way to turn tragedy into even more um, bad news for the industry. So you know, at a pivotal time in this industry, when ratings are slipping and shit's hitting the fan, and you know people are trying to to get on TV, paying their way or not, whatever, um, you you don't want bad eyes or bad news uh, floating wrestling. But I I, I, I really have no personal experience with the guy. So I don't have anything uh, to really add uh, aside from the fact that, yeah, it, it, it sucks that, uh, that another wrestler is gone. Yeah. Uh, not, not, uh, not really the, the best of scenarios. I will say uh proper credit where credit is due. Uh, they ended the show. Um, okay. They, okay. they did not have the show go on. Um, props to whatever promoter is behind that show, because that's, uh, that's the way to go, man. Um, yeah. I, you know, no one should have to continue to perform after something like that. And I think the audience was probably better for it. Uh, really tragic, really a bummer. And I don't know how to pull out of this. So Chris, please, for the love of God, help me stop spiraling into despair. <laughs> oh man. Um, let's see what else. Happened? Best of the super juniors. Yeah, no. Okay. So last night, um, I had a little bit of free time. So I know oh. that there were, there were two big nights of, uh, wrestling in Dontaku Japan, yeah. uh, with new Japan. So I caught the Taji Ishimori dragon Lee match and could not, recommend <laughs> oh, yeah. it more. could not recommend it more. I listened, uh, I watched with Japanese commentary cause that's my favorite way to watch. No yeah. disrespect to Kevin Kelly he does a great job over there, but I'd love the level of excitement that the Japanese guys, uh, bring to it. And I, I, actually really enjoy the language uh i don't know what the fuck they're saying half the time um i did i did mention uh or recognize one of the announcers when he put him um i think Dra dragon lee put ishimori in the yes lock or the yeah. uh, bell lock I, yeah. I don't remember which one put it on who but i heard yes lock <laughs> in english I was like it's i mean i guess you can still attribute it to daniel bryan he made it popular again but come on right, it's a little bell lock. right, right. um but yeah that match w well, went about what 15 to 20 minutes and was really superb with a lot of great uh crazy spots those two are are outstanding competitors yeah, uh, I love that match. Like in in a year where I've seen a lot of New Japan matches, I've really enjoyed. Yeah. Like uh, I've I've gone to record many times before that that type of car crash, insane, flipsy do shit is my shit. I yeah. I know some people look at that and they go, uh, it, it looks like a stunt show. Fuck, that's so, why I'm here. That, yeah. That's why I'm here. Um, I I, I loved it. Uh, did you catch uh, Evil and Ishii or Sonata and Okada no, yet? I, oh, I, I made yeah. a list of matches from those two nights that I want to watch, but that yeah. was number one because I do love the flipsy dudes. Ishii and uh, and Evil was number two, and Okada Sonata was number three on the list. And totally then the tag, the tag match as well. It was Osprey and Dragon Lee against. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ishimori and. Phantasmo? Who was the? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the the new member of the Bullet yeah, Club, uh, yeah. El, El Phantasmo, El Phantasmo, a a Canadian wrestler who gained prominence in England, whose name is Spanish. Yeah, that math checks out. 
he's awesome though he's yeah. really really good and uh uh now we're getting ready for the deluge of professional wrestling that will be best of the super juniors they did have two last minute changes as uh flip gordon's visa fell through Dumb. uh and um uh el desperado broke his jaw yeah that's a bummer have they yeah. announced replacements yet uh, Ren Narita of the uh, uh, excuse me the uh, the Young Lions will be in there because he's made junior weight and uh, the unfortunately named and I'm probably mispronouncing it. It's spelled D O U K I Dookie. <laughs> Let's say Dowkey. Uh... You know, it might actually be Dowkey. Uh, nevertheless, uh, he is a guy who uh, actually got trained by Ultima Dragon and came up with uh, Tai Chi and a few other guys. Um, so he he's actually a very interesting ad. He strikes me as a guy who's going to take this opportunity. Actually, uh, Ren Narita also. They strike me as guys who are going to take this opportunity and really try to blow up out of it. Yeah. But uh, I, I was listening to uh, the Wrestling Observer Radio the other day, and uh, Uncle Dave pointed out that the tournament alone is 84 matches. Jesus Christ. Yeah, because it's round robin with 20 guys. Yeah. And there's going to be uh, block finals and finals. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, 84 matches in that tournament, not including non-tournament matches. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ. That that's for as much as I love new Japan, as much as I love junior style wrestling, that is a scenario where I will let the internet tell me what's worth yeah. watching from what night. Uh, but cherry pick those, but I mean the, the roster of the super junior. Uh, is in there before he's looking to increase his weight class. So this may be his last one. Uh, yeah. You got Skrull in there, Jonathan Gresham's in there. You got Sho and Yo are in there. Dragon Lee, Ishimori are both in there as well. Mm -hmm. uh, who am I missing? Uh, well, broke up a little bit for me. Uh, Bandito's in the mix. Uh, Robbie Eagles is in the mix. A guy from Australia who worked uh, last oh, fall. Uh, Shingo Takagi. Shingo is the guy to watch in this tournament because he has been such a, a, an underrated beast in Dragon Gate for the past few years. Him getting signed and becoming part of LIJ is pretty massive. I can't wait to see what he does here. I mean, it's just uh, a crazy level of talent and an insane number of matches over the next few weeks. So uh, I, I very much look forward to that and probably will be what I watch instead. Actually, no, I was going to say it's what I'm going to watch instead of money in the bank, but no fucking game of Thrones, man. Yeah. Now I meant to bring that up earlier. They fucking scheduled money in the bank. This, the night of the series finale of game of Thrones. Maybe that was just a bad scheduling things. I know they have the, uh, the blood money show coming up like the week or two after. So they can't, Ugh push it back but especially with what's been going on with the wwe right now sorry man I have, to, I have to find out who sits in that iron throne much more than i have to see who walks out with the briefcase uh you're losing that that fight every single fucking time yeah so sorry sorry about your damn luck wwe um why can't nobody ever say wwe right <laughs> because we still want to say f it's been yeah. 17 years and i still want to say wwf get the f out man <laughs> really is that how we're gonna end the show you're just gonna toss me away like some piece of common trash just telling me to, to get the f out really yeah. i mean <laughs> no hope you have a great week buddy <laughs> 
I hope you have a great week too. For the love of God, if you want to watch something other than Raw and SmackDown this week, do it, please. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to miss anything. Yeah, you're. You're. If there's anything good, we'll be here to tell you. Yeah, after we hear about it on the internet. Yeah, we're not watching either. <laughs> The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. And Marty. Follow us at Roughhouse SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast. Become a donor to The Roughhouse at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J two one n lowercase w capital g lowercase k capital p m lowercase l capital d n seven lowercase c three lowercase r lowercase f u v q this is the, the rough, house, rough pod. house uh podcast with justin and christoph that's it fuck christoph he's terrible with his information okay Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Are you tired of the same old mayonnaise? It makes your BLTs bland, your club sandwiches lifeless, and your egg salad dull and boring. Well, what you need is new caffeinated mayonnaise. Mayo X! It's caffeinated mayonnaise. Mayo X! It's not just mayonnaise, it's extreme mayonnaise. Mayo X! Glop it on, bite down, and feel the rush of caffeinated mayonnaise. What a rush! Mayo X! Y'all are out of your crazy minds. Shut the f up, Paula Dean. Mayo X! Please do not use Mayo X if you have a heart condition, asthma, premature balding, gingivitis, a lazy eye, a love of Tyler Perry movies. If you are Tyler Perry, expensive cocaine habits, abnormally bushy unibrows, more than 10 toes, a flat ass, a thick ass, a smelly ass, or a jackass, severe brain damage, a single mother of four from Hamden with a neck tattoo, or farted during a Cuba Gooding Jr. movie, radio.